When the audience is growing on your podcast every single week, you realize that that means that there are more of you joining every single week, which is so exciting for the One Together podcast because it's still such early days and it means that you're loving each guest that's coming through and they're all being selected specifically so that you feel like you're less alone in whatever you're going through. So that means you're really liking it. And on top of that, we're getting so many amazing comments and questions and emails and you guys just rule. You're so creative and thinking outside the square and it's just unreal to see all of that correspondence coming through to us here at the One Together podcast. And I just said correspondence and that made me sound like a news anchor. So (laughs) I'm going to cut that out wherever it started from. So look, if you are one of our little newbies joining us this week, g'day. Welcome. I'm your host, Heather Maltman, and each week we bring you an awesome guest, whether they're a celebrity or an everyday person, just like you and me, who has been through something in their life, whether it's positive or negative, and we just share our stories in the hopes of creating more connection or even the possibility of you realizing that you are not alone in whatever you're going through. Everyone has their thing. It's about how you face that thing and come out the other side. So why don't you grab some carpet or a hot chockey and a wine, maybe the sneakers and a pair of headphones, and let's get into this week's guest. Are you like me and you're trying to get a business off the ground and feeling like it's a million odds against you and the winds are far and few between and every day you wake up feeling like a crazy mole staring down the barrel of the unemployment line and a possible job cleaning homes for the rest of your life? Well, you know what? Last year, I gave away a car to a young woman who'd started her own cleaning business, right? And it wasn't an expensive car. It was just a simple little thing that I'd been running around in. And I found out that if this woman didn't get a car, she was going to quit her business and she was going to go back to her domestically violent husband. Well, she got the car and she now runs a very successful cleaning business. And whenever I think about quitting my job, I just think about her story and I think about what she's been through and I'm like, girl, you need to suck it up. You have to keep going. So I started to wonder if other women felt as lost in the professional game as I do, or if it's just because I didn't attend uni or some stupid thing like that. Anyway, I found these two sisters, Jess and Steph, who started their business from scratch. You would know them as How to Live or the Dayton Sisters. Don't know if I'm saying your last name right there, girls. Don't hate me for that. But they're always confused as twins and they've got that shoe brand tubes. Super, super cute. Really fun to wear. Anyway, look, I know them as two ballers who give zero Fs and work their rings out to make it all. The little wins, a big win in the end. Not just for them, but for women getting started, basically. So look, get a notepad and a pen for this one because you'll need it to sit down and just take some notes because these two women took $500 and went to the US during New York Fashion Week and came back with a very successful shoe business and fashion blog. Welcome again to another episode of the One Together podcast. Uh, My name is Heather Maltman and yes, I'm the one with a sexy, sexy voice, but I've actually got two girls with me today who have way sexier voices than me, but you would know them more from their fashion. I'm sitting here with the two lovely sisters, Jess and Steph. Now, the fun thing about Jess and Steph I found is that they've started this really cool business around sexy, sexy shoes and for some reason, the obsession seems to be about asking you guys whether or not you're twins. Oh, oh my God, yeah, that's <laughs> about, yeah, like five times a day, I would say, on average. 
But you don't look like twins. Yeah, do you not think so? No. Most people do think so. Really? Yeah. I think it's also because we're always together. And so, you know, they just associate our names together. They don't really know which one's which. And we both have long hair. We kind of wear the same clothes. But we like like doing audio because our voices actually sound quite different. So, like, that's when we get told apart. Yeah. Yeah, we're not audio twins, just visual twins. Just visual twins. Yeah. So tell me a bit about where you both come from before we start talking about tubes. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we grew up as sisters. Am I surprised <laughs> We've you? Been sisters. <laughs> what? That's um, crazy. Yeah. So we're five years apart in age. So mm. I think like that's something that people are always like, you guys get along so well. That's so crazy. But we grew up like quite, we were always friends, but quite independently of each other. You know, we always had our own, our own birthdays, our own rooms, our own friends and things like that, which allowed us to always kind of choose to be close rather than yeah. being forced to be close. Just not our own clothes though. We, we share clothes. I I mean, when Jess, oh, turned, yeah? when Jess turned 12, she was already my height. I was like 17 at the time. Right. And that was when we started to share clothes. So we've just like always shared a wardrobe, which is really cool. Yeah. And yeah. do you have any other siblings? Is it just you two? We have we, an older brother. Okay. We have an older brother and we have a huge family, um, like a zillion cousins, and they all live in Melbourne or a lot of them live in Melbourne. So that's also like we always grew up going to like family dinners and hanging out with our grandparents. And so like we're very family people and cool. a lot of like amazing female role models within our family. So we always had all these incredible women to look up to. So when, you know, people are like, how did you, you know, have the confidence to get into business? Literally, when we grew up, it just wasn't a thing. There were all these women that we had to look up to that were doing it themselves. So we just thought that was how it happened. Did you ever feel pressure that you had to be successful? I don't think so. I think that's good. Yeah, it was kind of, there was a lot of freedom in that, that it was just kind of like, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, our family is super, super supportive. And I think, you know, all our cousins have gone on to do a range of different things and, and <laughs> just spilling I water can't on even, yourself. I can't even successfully drink out of water <laughs> and you guys have successfully created your own fashion business. It's, just like... it's not as glam as it looks, we promise. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty amazing in here. Like without you being able to see there's these beautiful um, open windows that are overlooking all these old school kind of um, factories and things like that. And then along the windowsills, you guys have all of your shoe range and it's, they're super cute. And then there's obviously a puppy bed. I can't wait for the puppy to come home. The puppy's coming soon. I'm so excited. I love dogs. <laughs> I love them so much. And then you've got like a boardroom at the back that's kind of open in the giant space. Yeah. That's our big like kitchen style table. We just thought rather yeah. than getting desks in here, we would just have everyone kind of sitting around a communal table. So I that way that. it's like really casual. Everyone can kind of join in on the chat as well, which would be really amazing. And then is that your desk behind me? Is it, that it was guys? intended to be our yeah. desks. We were like, oh, everyone will sit on the big family table and then, you know, we'll be like the fancy ladies at the fancy desk. But literally <laughs> we've sat there like twice since we moved in. Like we love sitting right. at the big table with everyone. It's yeah. way more fun and like collaborative. <laughs> Are there parts where you like sit over there and you're like, I just want to join too. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> what are no. you laughing about? <laughs> <laughs> and so, there's obviously a lot of pink in our office. Because, I love the pink. Yeah, that was just basically the design requirement was as long yeah. as it's pink, it, it makes the cut into our office. I love the fact that pink has made a comeback because as a kid I loved pink and I don't know if you guys remember this, but growing up we were told like girls like pink and it was like a bad thing and as I've gotten older like pink has like become this empowering colour for women and I'm like, yes, queen, yes, where? that pink with bride totally but we're a little bit scared now that it's come you know so fashionable and so in that we're 
we're worried that it might go out again because for us we're just like pink for life. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're not. We don't like to be on trend because it means we're about to be off trend, which is you know the concern ah. with pink. But yeah. hopefully it's here to stay. We're is pushing that, for it. Is that how fashion works though? Is it like a yeah. if yeah, you start to become on trend, you know you're not quite nailing it anymore? Totally. So really? I mean, we well, were it's discussing- not that you're not quite nailing it. It because like so for example with our shoes, like we were very ahead of the trend with like these like oh, platform yeah. Velcro, and so for the first few seasons it was like we had to explain to people oh no we promise they're cool and then now in 2018 they're like the coolest things ever and that's when we're a bit like uh-oh, you know. Yeah. yeah right what would you move on to next then do you think well I think that we're trying to kind of we we are moving on to a new style next year. Um, yeah. Not moving on to, we're adding it into the collection. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be more of a winter style, which we're really excited about because at the moment our toes freeze off when we yeah. wear tubes in winter. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think adding more things into the collection and we do, we add extra things to be um, on trend like seasonally. So yeah. at the moment we've got the frills and the jewels because frills those. are very big this season. Yeah, frills are massive. And also like they're super, super comfortable. That's what we like pride ourselves on. And I feel like that's like such a movement as well, like away from like why would you wear heels and like have blisters and be super uncomfortable all night when you can like Preach. wear platforms. And so in that way, I think that that's not leaving, you know, that yeah. that will hang around for a long time, I think. I have sometimes wondered if um, a man creates the high-heeled shoe look oh, for women definitely as a way of like trying to repress us into like some kind of weird submissive anger where it's like we're trying to act really casual and okay with life but in actual fact we're like I'm gonna kill everyone that exists because oh. my feet are bleeding <laughs> I cannot like I tried to wear a pair of heels to a wedding like a few months ago and like within five minutes I was like I am an idiot. Like, <laughs> it was just the silliest decision I have made because then I was just barefoot the whole time and that yeah. looks terrible too. Well, like, and actually brides have started to cotton on to the tubes thing and it's really cool because we've really? had all these brides wearing tubes at their weddings. So they'll I'm wear, sorry, what? How good is that? So they'll, like, wear their heels for the ceremony part yeah. and then, like, we'll have, like, some silver sparkly tubes that they change into <gasps> for their wedding and we're like, this is the coolest thing ever. Wow, they're, like, classy tubes. They're, totally. like, getting proper classy. Yeah, That's totally. so good. And if you're ever wanting to look these girls up, like, do yourself a favour and look up how to live, as in T-W-O, because... Uh, you've really blown me away in terms of your ability to think on your feet, um, your business sense. You're incredibly inspiring. You're constantly thinking about others, not just yourselves. Like I have so many questions for you. I just never know where to start with the two of you. Um, Oh, you're making us blush. Well, it's true. Like (laughs) if it wasn't true, I just wouldn't say it to you. I'd be like, oh, nice (laughs) studio. (laughs) I like like your balloons. Your pink's Um, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like colours. We thought of this really cute idea and we thought it would be a fun way to launch our brand, but we really had no idea once we got to the shows, were people going to care? Were people going to laugh at us? Was this a stupid idea? And so you can see us in the video that we're like once it happens and like all the paparazzi crowded around and start taking photos that we're just like laughing and having the best time of our lives because we were like wow we actually pulled this off and it's working yeah yeah so essentially the idea came from we we usually go to fashion weeks through our blog how to live and there hashtag are- jealous by the way oh yeah so jealous it's really fun yeah <laughs> it's definitely part of the job that we love yeah um but so there are always 
always like just photographers hanging around outside of the shows, just like waiting to take people's photos, like for street style and things like that. And because we were in Fashion Week at Fashion Week in New York anyway, we were like, perfect. It coincides with our brand launch. Like, what can we do with minimal dollars and just like try to make a splash? And if it doesn't work, like, oh well, then like, who cares? We didn't like invest a bunch in it or like, you know, it didn't take that much time for us to put together. Um, and That's actually, it, we we wanted it to get picked up by a bunch of PRs, and we like started writing to people with like a whole I gallery. Think the dogs coming, <gasps> puppy. Well, maybe false alarm. I can hear like jingling. Can anyone hear that? So either someone has a set of keys, and we've just gone right back to childhood, or there's <laughs> actually a dog. I hope it's the latter. Okay, um, stay tuned. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we were reaching out to PRs, like, look at what we did at Fashion Week yesterday, and they were like, "Uh, Fashion Week was yesterday. Like, it's no longer news." And literally, no one would write about it. And we were like really disheartened at that point. Yeah. But we were like, we know there's something in this. Like, yeah. you know, we didn't do this for nothing. It was so cool. We've got this amazing imagery, and you know how can we kind of look at the story in a different way and see if we can get some traction? Yeah, so we basically were like, okay, we're sending out all these photos. We're not getting anything out of it. What else can we do? And we were like, people just aren't getting the story. So we took some video footage that we kind of had from the time and then we also took some new video footage. So a lot of what you see there was actually taken after the fact in our house in Melbourne. Yeah, Ah, like all that narration at the beginning. And so we kind of told the story in the way that we saw it and in the way that we saw it being really newsworthy. And we sent it around to some media again. And the second time we had somebody from Huffington Post write to us like, wow, girls, this is so cool. I really want to do an interview on you. We did the interview. We knew it was coming out sometime soon. And then Monday morning we went on to Huffington Post and it was literally the front page, like the whole front page of the Huffington Post was taken up by this story. And it was actually the first time that it wasn't us as the subjects. You know, we were so used to being in front of the camera. And it was the first thing that we did that it was like how two entrepreneurs pulled off the $500 launch at New York Fashion Week. And it was a photo of the girls. And that was just a huge moment for us and a huge transition from being influencers and bloggers um to it's being, the dog oh the dog's coming <gasps> hi hey, oh hey, you are just the happiest dog yeah. ever well he just got walked so you know oh, he's having a pretty good morning so pretty. <laughs> hi. this is panther hi panther you know what i love about this office it's just like so casual like you just sort of come in and it's just got this really vibrant energy when you walk in it just feels like anyone's sort of welcome here i love that okay. I so love the dog you. really yeah adds to the vibe you know oh, it's like you feel like you're at home a little bit look at his face ah, it's ruining me he's okay. so cute so we rescued him six months ago oh you did and he's just got the most beautiful calm nature and he's just so grateful to have a loving home so yeah well that's what like this is something i want to get to with you girls is like all the work that you're doing sort of in your community as well but before I do before we were talking about like um putting that video out there and the idea that you came and putting it together but uh, even he's getting involved in <laughs> the chat I can hear his panting in my headphones and it is hysterical it's like he's a fourth guest on this podcast and I'm loving it he's probably going to be the feature let's be honest most people are going to listen to it for the dog now his breath also uh, stinks and it is right in my face thank he's you, you a, a strong smell that's cute yeah. um yeah when you were going through that stage of like just trying to get it out there and trying to get people to notice the brand that you were creating what was that like for you were there were moments when you just felt like incredibly disheartened like 
you wanted to quit or was it always just a, like where was your mind at? What, what were the thoughts that were going through your head? Oh, yeah, like when we first launched, we thought it was going to be this big thing because we already had a really big following through How to Live and we thought we could just make these shoes, put them out there and that would be enough and they would just be an instant sellout. And, you know, there were some wins in the beginning, like that Huffington Post article was huge for it. But like Jess was saying before, like it was a few years ago and these shoes were quite out there and, you know, we were quite onto the trend before it was a real trend. So it took a lot to like educate customers and and for them to start kind of catching on to the trend. And it was, you know, our first season was definitely not a sellout and we we had a lot of learnings. We had a lot of times when we were just kind of like, what are we doing? Was this a good idea? Completely questioning it. Mm. Um, we also um, didn't create the best content at first. Like we were kind of like, oh yeah, we could just like take some photos of these. They're cool enough. They'll sell themselves. And if you look at our imagery that we were using then to the imagery that we're using now, now we're a lot, we're all about creating a story through our imagery. And I think that, you know, there's so many things to think about when you launch a business that you can't possibly think of all of them. And it's, it took a few years of doing this to really build it up to where it is now. Totally. And I think also, this is funny, but like, we're really like stubborn people and like, we're in it for the long run. So like in the beginning we did face like a lot of people saying to us, like, girls, this isn't your thing. Like, you know, we, we had a lot of access through how to live our blog and, and like, you know, the shoes weren't like skyrocketing immediately. And they were like, maybe this isn't the best for you. Like maybe it isn't right. And like, we're just like, no, like we feel it, you know? And there were times where we were like, uh, are they right? But like, you know, ultimately. <laughs> we didn't tell them that. Yeah, like, <laughs> ultimately it did take like a lot of pivoting, a lot of learning, a lot of like meeting with mentors and people who have done these sorts of things before to like figure out how we were going to turn it into a real business. And, you know, is online only the right move for you? And, you know, all these like yeah. questions, like we didn't really know the answers to, like we had success in our blog, but it was just just the two of us working with brands. Whereas like now we were like, you know, having expenses, like buying a bunch of stock that we were sitting on. And, you know, we were working with a fulfillment center out of Hong Kong. And that was like, that relationship in itself was complicated and customer service and all these things are like, we didn't have experience in. Even like environmental impact, like the first shipment of our shoes ever came and it was like a thousand pairs of shoes all wrapped in individual plastic bags. And we were like, oh, Oh my yeah. god, what is going on? Like and like foam and the in the like yeah. foam, you know, to keep them in shape. And we were just like, oops, like no one really told us that. Like, because you know, because of we're yeah. very environmentally conscious, but we like we just didn't know. Um, so there were all these like questions and so many learnings. And now, like you know, three years later, we can look back and like laugh and be like, oh, amazing, and like feel so good about like all those like little losses along the way that have gotten us to here. But yeah, at the time it was definitely like tough and we just kind of had to like keep going, keep going, keep going. And I think having each other has really helped through that. Like I was going to ask that, like being sisters, has it helped or hindered? Because I'm not close with my sister. And if we started a business together, one of us would be dead now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably don't do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Death is not great. Yeah. No, it's it's not. not. Um, But 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like we're lucky as sisters that, and, and we're best friends. Uh, I don't think it has to be your sister, you know, like people are like, oh, you guys are so lucky. But everyone has someone in their life that they like, you know, you can count on no matter what and like have that like support system. And for sure, like. Even if, if you're not actually working in the business together, somebody that you can kind of go to, whether it's your partner or a best friend or whatever, mm. someone that you can kind of share in those experiences with and someone that can support you. Because I think if you're in it alone and if you're holding all of that in, you will just completely implode. Yeah, I think ha- totally. having like an external voice and some a, a voice of reason and somebody to kind of balance things out and put things into perspective with mm. is so important. And yeah. someone to just laugh with. Like sometimes stuff happens to us and we're like, oh my God, this is so insanely hard. Like running business is so hard. And we just like <laughs> look at each other. We burst out laughing, you know, because it's like we get ourselves into these situations and we're like, you can't say, oh, I pass it. There's nothing else to do but laugh. But because there's the two of us, it's fine. And like one of us starts to get positive again. And then like the other one inevitably like comes up and we come around and we make a plan. Yeah. Um, but if we were just by ourselves, like I, I see how that would be complicated that like you would just like stir and stir and stir and yeah. maybe like, you know, it's better if like Steph is having her off days or I'm having my off days, like the other one balances each other out. Totally. And business is hard has become this thing that we say all the time because I think it just kind of like puts it into perspective. Like it just makes it hilarious. Yeah. Like like it's such a dumb sentence and it's real though. And it is hard. It's so hard. So we'll just like be in this really serious, intense situation and one of us will turn to the other one and be like, business is hard. Yeah. Like with a mentor who's like explaining to us this like really complicated thing that we don't really understand. And we just like look at each other and we're like, oh, it's so hard. I love how girly you get with it as well. You're like, oh, I'm a girl and it's so hot. <laughs> it's really cute. I like that. Hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This is just a quick break to remind you that we love you for keeping on coming back and it's time to start thinking about how this discussion today could help someone else that you love. Now, I want you to have a think, okay? Who in your world comes to mind right now when you think about these same topics? Maybe they're not even opening up about what they're going through. And there could be a little gesture of reaching out and sending them something that you think that they might like that could help them come out of their shell. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's so simple. And it's just discreet enough that it might actually help with that first contact because asking, are you okay, can sometimes be too much. But they're not saying anything. The person starts to feel like they're completely alone. So, you know, if you just sent them maybe an episode of the podcast that you thought relates to them the most and just say, hey, I thought you might like this. You never know. It could be that little thing that helps them reach back out again and feel like they're part of a group. I don't know. Look, we want to reach as many people as possible with these stories and we just want to remind people that they're not alone. That's the whole point of the One Together podcast is reminding you that we are one together. So look, let's get back to the conversation. And I just want to say thank you again for choosing to stay with us because we love having you part of our one team. So do you, what do you do in those situations when I've got two questions for you and maybe one, you know, each of you can take one each. Sure. What do you do in those moments when both of you are in a negative headspace? Oh, How yeah. do you deal with that? And then the other one would be, have you ever had to be in a situation where you've had to cut out the people that are being negative? And how do you deal with that when it comes up? Um, okay, I'm going to take the first one. Is that cool? You're like, cool? yeah, sure. Yeah. You take the hard one. Yeah, I think that. What was the question again? When we're 
what we've if both, you're both been in, in that a bad, bad space. space. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's actually happened a couple of times recently. Mm. And I think that sometimes you just need to take a moment and sit in that negative space for a little bit and not be so worried about pulling yourself out of it instantly. I am so about that. Yeah. I'm really tired of people like constantly harping on about be positive, be positive, be positive. Yeah, and it's sometimes like sometimes you just can't. No, you can't. You need to be mad and you need yeah, to be 100%. angry and you need to cry in the shower naked exactly. sitting on the floor. Fully, like yeah. you need to cuddle your dog. You need oh, to eat a lot of chocolate. 100%. And you need to go home. Like I don't yes. want to be at work when that's happening. I just like I want to go home. I want to cut it out and just yeah. like go home and like wallow in it. Yeah. yeah. So we, yeah, we've had a couple of situations lately where we just let ourselves wallow. Yeah. Um, and like, I think we tried a couple of times to like one of us would try lift the other one up, but it was just like really tough. And it was like, no, nah, we're just going to have to give ourselves a few days. It's okay. You know, like we yeah. don't have to be putting on this brave face all the time. And I think that, yeah, naturally after a few days, you come to this place where you're like, all right, I've done that. This isn't productive anymore. Mm. Let's and it's move kind on. of like your emotions feel duller about it, you know? Like mm. at the time, like your emotions are super intense and like if it's angry that you're feeling, you're super angry. Or if it's upset, yep. you're super upset. But then time, like it helps everything. And then a few days after, whatever you're feeling is like down a bunch of notches. Yeah. And then you can really like be productive and like use your mind to like make a plan forward. Yeah. It's really incredible that you guys are aware of that. Like a lot of... A lot of the stuff that I've been working with young kids on is teaching them about um, how our brains run emotions because emotions are actually all based on prediction theory where what we're actually doing is we're searching back in our mind for a time when what we're going through right now was similar to something else and then our brain picks out the thing that seems the most alike to it and then goes, cool, that's how we're going to react. Wow. So when you find yourself in this position where you're constantly going through the same pattern over and over again, the reason you're doing that is because your brain is picking out the thing that is the most accurate to it, similar to like coding on Facebook when you're posting up a picture you do the same thing when you post you select you know the area where you want to write you start typing it in you either click post or you click on schedule for later whatever and you go through the same steps every single time it's exactly the same in your brain when you're trying to go through the emotion that's coming up for you is your brain is going okay so we've felt this before sometime back in 1998 yep that's right our dog died I'm going to take that one out it's exactly the same I mean our boyfriend's broken up with us but it was a similar pain (laughs) and now we're going to blame him for everything we went through when our dog died oh my god how crazy are our (laughs) brains that's nuts yeah so being able to differentiate between like you know the emotion just being turned up a volume and it actually being a problem at the time that's like incredible not a lot of people have that ability and it's really hard to learn to do that as well where do you think you guys learned that from I think it's just experience you know like we're kind of learning as we're going and we've made a lot of the same mistakes over and over and over again. And, you know, sometimes with certain things it takes years and then you just turn around and you're like, wait, I'm doing this again. Yeah. This isn't productive. What do we need to change here in order to move forward? Yeah. And if we want to see a different result, we're going to have to change something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It does come with time. And sometimes you don't even realise it, you know. Yeah. Like you're just like so in in it and you're like running the sprint or whatever of life and then like you, you actually take a beat and you're like, oh, a year and a half ago something similar happened and I like dealt with it in a completely different way to how I've just done. Yeah. And like sometimes, yeah, you don't realise but you are like every day we're learning and every day we're like developing these skills. That's actually our other thing now that 
when something's really tough, we just turn to each other and we're like, learning experience. We're learning so much right now. We're growing. You know? Really enjoying how much we're learning right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. if you're not enjoying it, at least you can take comfort in the fact that you are growing. That's very true, actually. I really like that. So what about in terms of like moving away from people who are a bit of a negative influence that maybe help keep you in those frames of mind that aren't necessarily positive? Do you feel you have to cut people out that are doing things like that or do you just not associate with them as much or what are your sort of ways with dealing with that kind of thing, especially the naysayers that are like, you guys can't do this and mm. yeah. running a shoe business is not for you or whatever. Yeah, I think it's... Um it's an interesting one because everyone wants to give you advice and yeah. everyone has a different opinion and that's definitely something we've learned and people that are super experienced even will give you completely opposing views and ultimately it needs to feel right to you and you need to feel good about what you're doing. So I think maybe something that we've learned is that not to share everything with everyone. You know, I might have a friend who like I really love on a personal level and I can like catch up with and have such a good time doesn't necessarily mean that like I need to discuss like my business with them or like specific situations that you know I just feel like you can have certain people for certain things in your life and definitely if you feel like someone's impacting a certain area of your life negatively then I wouldn't necessarily shut them out because I love them, we've had a long history yeah. together, whatever it might be. It's just that I don't necessarily need to share this part of my life with them. Also not taking, completely taking on board everything that everyone says to you. And I think, you know, a lot of people tend to do that. They go around asking everyone's opinion and then they feel really overwhelmed by it. Like when you start an accelerator program, mm. um, often, you know, if you're starting to meet with a lot of mentors, which we did a couple of years ago, we went on this accelerator program called Mamilla. Um, and it's quite overwhelming and everybody mm. that you kind of talk to in it has that same experience of being really overwhelmed. You're getting a lot of negative feedback because people are going to be completely honest with you yeah. and that can be quite hard to hear. And just because it's negative feedback, like it's their truth, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's your truth, you know? And I think that's really important. Like in the beginning, we would just sit there and like take all the negativity on and be like, ah, it's all over us. It's like consuming us. But then, you know, it's, it doesn't mean like not everyone is right. And they, 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 they have the best intentions and they think that they are right. But how can that person be right? That person be right. And that person be right all at the same time. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So you have to kind of choose what you take on board. And that's something that was really hard for us in the beginning, but something that we've learned to do now. And really, ultimately, we're the ones that need to make our decisions for our lives and our work. Geez, I really love that. I really want to reiterate that little lesson in there, especially for myself about what you were saying about not everyone can be right. It's up to you to take on what you want for your life and what you're doing. So if some, if one person's telling you don't do it, the next person's telling you that you should definitely do it. And then the next person's probably picking their ass because they're not even focused on what you're saying. <laughs> it's like take on the thing that seems most relevant to you. And if it is the guy picking his ass, I mean, power to you. No Perfect. judgment. But Pick them together. <laughs> friendship. <laughs> um, but I think that's a really interesting lesson because – I don't know about you guys, but one thing that I've found in business as a woman is there just seems to be a really strong judgment that goes on for us even today, which is crazy considering like suffrage was like back in what, 1920 or some shit. But like 
even today, if I, let's say I say, especially in like my um, entertainment life, if I say to someone, oh, I don't really want to do that or, oh, I don't really like that photo or, oh, I don't really want to wear that outfit or um, do you mind if I have a little bit less makeup on my face because I don't really like it to be sitting up off my skin and I can scratch it off? Like I don't say that but that's what I'm thinking in my head. I hate that um, feeling. Me too. It's like, can, can we just no, do a I light dusting? It. I just want to breathe. I'm not that foul looking, am I? Can <laughs> I just enhance what's already there? But um, if, if I do that, I get called a diva or being difficult or stop being a pain or just be a good girl and, and do it and fix it and all that sort of stuff. Have you had any instances with situations like that in starting your own business? Totally. Yeah. Well, it's a funny one. It's something definitely for us that we've discussed that we feel is um, like being a boss as a woman Mm. is a bit hard because when you're like assertive or, you know, you're straight to the point, um, you can be be called a bitch. Called a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, because we used to work in a co-working space, for example, and um, we used to have like a few other businesses that we worked like in the same area and we would hear the way, you know, the male boss would talk to his employees, you know, oh, you shouldn't be wearing that shirt, you know, don't come to work in that, like you look bad, whatever. Yeah. Like as a woman, I feel like you can't, you know, we have to be more careful about what we say because like at the end of the day that boss is still a gun and we really respect him whereas like you know is as a woman if you were to say to like your employee oi like you look bad like change your top like oh my god she's such a bitch she's such a bitch I can't believe she had a go at me about what I was wearing and I mean did you even see what she was wearing it's not even that good yeah like I I think that aspect of it is really hard and like it's probably also like it's probably also um, in our minds like you know maybe we're like over analyzing it but as women like we've been historically called like bitches and bossy and whatever so like we're like super cautious Mm. of those sorts of things so it is definitely like society's impact on us but then I feel like we're also like mirroring it at the same time oh yeah definitely we're definitely perpetuating it a lot especially with how mean we are to each other like when I've been sort of casting my profile of women for the podcast I've been working really hard to make sure I pick almost everyone and anyone when it comes to my female counterparts because I'm not sure when I'm interviewing a woman because I'm inspired by her or when I'm not interviewing her because I'm jealous of her. Totally. And I want to make sure that's that so I'm interesting. Yeah, yeah and I want really And I I don't want to be in that position where I'm not helping promote what something like what someone's about just because I'm jealous or yeah. threatened or whatever and it's all coming from all that previous bullshit that's just so hard to get out of our brains that we mm-hmm. just get stuck in. Yeah. Um and like with your brand for example, I looked at it and I was like I already knew I was inspired. I was like, I love these guys. I can't wait to meet them and I hope they let me be their best friend. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I'll fangirl later when I leave so that you think I'm really cool and laid back. But we I'm do not. that too Okay, all the great. time. <laughs> yeah, great. You understand what I'm about. Um, but, like, it was really hard for me to get past that boundary, hard to get past that way of being and acting that we're taught as kids. How have you guys gone with that, especially because your whole, your the basis of your industry is women-focused. Like, totally. Your foundation is female. Yeah, it's really cool that you could have that perspective on it Mm. and and really realise that and overcome it because I think it's something that just kind of we all have inside but don't really stop to acknowledge it and we just kind of carry on in that way hating people for no reason. So I think that's so cool that you could kind of recognize it and it was hard yeah Yeah, (laughs) I had a lot of chocolate (laughs) (laughs) it was interesting like recognizing that demon within myself as well like that very negative 
aggressively angry voice that was like, ah, don't do it. Like, you know, you don't like her and she's not that good. And then like, she won't actually help and inspire anyone. And it's like, geez, can you really be doing a podcast about inspiring people if you're going to have that way of being and acting? So totally. And I think like, why, even while you're saying that, I'm thinking like, yeah, we've done that as well. Like definitely, we, we definitely look at like, you know, when we used to be all about being influencers and, um, you know, building up our Instagram, we'd be looking at like, what, what else is she doing? How many followers does she have? And I, I think that like, yeah, as women, like we get so caught up in that. Um, and that's definitely something that in building how to live, we really want to change that. And it's a very inclusive environment. Um, we are just naturally people that have, you know, we're quite friendly, um, with, with a lot of other women and, and always like befriended. Yeah, we're, we're girls, girls. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I think that. that's a term. Girls, girls. girls we girls. are girls, girls. Women's like women, that. girls, girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, like at school we were always the kind of people that would just be friends with everyone. And, yeah. and oh, I wasn't. Oh, sorry, Jessica was. Yeah, totally. I like have this whole <laughs> past that I'm embarrassed about. That was when what you were you younger. Mean? When I was younger at high school, I was just like a bit mean. Oh. And then, and I'm, I can, I am so nice. Like I can't, I like, I don't have a bad that like my heart is pure good. And I look back at these times where I bump into these people that I know I was mean to. And I just want to crawl into a ball because I just feel so embarrassed and sad. And like, it's ridiculous. Like I'm 26 and I see these people that like, I know I was probably mean to when I was like 11 and I'm still like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to. I didn't know what I was doing. I don't even know what I was thinking wow. at the time. Um, but yeah, you're making up for it now. Yeah, I tried to make up for it. So Just I, like, give them a pair of shoes and send go, them on like, their way. <laughs> like I didn't go to my five year high school reunion because I was just like, I don't want to see those people. I just feel so bad. I was probably mean to some of them. Oh no, I organized my five year high school reunion. I loved it. You're all about it. Yeah, <laughs> she was. She was all about it. But yeah, no, we that. definitely like to be. You know, like. Because it is super competitive. Like even, you know, we've gone to like so many events where there are like lots of other bloggers and lots of other Instagrammers like Mm. when we were like really deep in that space probably like, you know, five to four years ago. Um, And it is like, you know, oh. Everyone's looking at everyone. What's everyone wearing? Who, which brands is everyone being hired by at the moment? Who's posting for who? Exactly. And like that was part of why I think like we just got a bit over it that we were like, we don't want, like this is not who we are. It's not natural to us. Like we don't want to be that way. We don't want people to look at us in that way and we don't want to look at other people in that way. It's kind of funky and gross and it feels yucky. And I think the fashion industry in general can be a little bit like that. You know, it can be a little Mm. bit bitchy. It can be a little bit elitist. It can be a little bit exclusive and it can make women feel shit about themselves. And that was kind of what we started to do through How to Live was where the antithesis and the, the antithesis of that. <laughs> Sorry, I had a mini stroke. <laughs> you know, like we we don't dress in your typical way. We've always been like, you know, very out there in our fashion, our style. And because we have each other, we can kind of not be embarrassed to just wear whatever and, and, yeah. and people kind of stare and, and chat and that's totally fine with us. But I think that that started to resonate with people. Yeah. And people were so used to fashion being this exclusive thing and and you're not allowed to wear that and you have to look like this. And for us, it's just like the total opposite. It's like you don't have to look any particular way. You don't have to wear any particular thing and you belong here and we love you and we accept you for who you are. So and as fashion gurus, then can you tell me, sorry to cut you off. Fine. <laughs> is it 
would it be an interest, like, I don't know, I don't want to say right way of thinking because I don't really believe there is such thing, but I've always dressed the way I feel. Yeah. Is that, is that kind of the message that you're going down For with fashion? Like, and people yeah. say to us, like, what's your style? Yeah, you people know, like, love to ask what your style is. It's like my style's whatever I felt like waking up this morning. Totally. You know? yeah, like yeah. I have black in my cupboard and I have sparkles and I have sequins and I have plain stuff and I have block colours. Oh, my God, I want to play in your wardrobe. <laughs> That's <laughs> really beautiful. Well, we kind of like got pigeonholed as the colourful people and then it was like, oh, oh really? no, we can't wear black. Oh, yeah. yeah like yeah. we went really was, crazy with oh, it. Like fully. brands it was like, started to approach us about wearing like you know pizza onesies and like unicorn yeah like it was it got so it got taken way too far like uh, when you look at the start of like when we started putting how to live out there like I love what we're wearing our imagery was awesome whatever and then there's like this band of like about a year and a half where like we got pigeonholed as those colorful people and like that was when brands started to approach us and we were just so excited to be given any sort of job let alone like being picky about what it was yeah. and so we were like yeah sweet like we'll wear your like weird like toosie in the donut print that like is like the least fashionable thing that I've ever seen and looks like like my five-year-old cousin threw up on me <laughs> and it is awful and then I remember we just had to <laughs> that's what it looked like I'm yeah, not exaggerating like that. but then <laughs> at one point I remember just looking at each other being like what, what are we what doing? Are, what has happened? Yeah. Uh, oh, we sold not, out for the monies. Yeah. Like, yeah. We yeah. we've all done it. Hardcore. And yeah. then, like, we just had to be like, oh, this is not us. This is <laughs> disgusting. And we did, like, a huge wardrobe call, and then we just started to say no. And also, like, yeah. we've kind of gone on this huge journey, particularly lately, um, about learning to really put across our brand values. And, you know, because we're such open people and we're so happy to share whatever, we don't really have a tight brand in that way. And now we're really starting to be more selective in what we choose to do, what we choose to promote, making sure things align with our values. You know, before we were just so about saying yes to every opportunity because we thought any opportunity would just get us closer to where we wanted to be. And and now we're really having to pair that back We've learned to say no, which is a really, really so hard, hard thing to do. It's yeah. really it's hard. It's so hard. And I definitely think in the beginning, like, we got to where we are because we did it, because we just said yes. And we were, like, really, like, just yes women. and Just we give were it like, a crack and yeah, see what da- happens. Down exactly. to collaborate with, like, whoever and just, like, anything that, like, a cool opportunity that came our way. Um, and I think and I, I think there's something in that, you know. It's not yeah, like, like it's not like we would change it if we could go yeah, back. It definitely grew us to where we are now. Everyone's mm. about, like, learning to say no. And I think, like, it, we did have to say yes to, like, certain things before we were able to be at a place where we were like, okay, no, now we need to start saying no. And we still are bad at saying no sometimes. Like we still end up in situations where like we have so many deadlines and we just need to get stuff done. But we also told someone that we would go and speak at their 10 person event. And we feel so bad because we went to high school with that person and we get there and we're like, why did we say yes to this? Yeah, like, we're like, why are we doing this? It's silly because we're not giving a hundred percent to them either. And we're also not giving a hundred percent to the other 10 things that we were supposed to do tonight. And we've yeah. realized that if we're saying yes, because we feel bad, it's not going to benefit anyone. And that's yeah. just when we have to be like, we're so sorry, but no, we can't do it because we want to be liked. We can't do it for any other reason than we feel like it's a good fit for our brand. Or if, you know, we Something do you feel- really want to be at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I, do you, I wonder sometimes if that goes back to that whole thing of like being the good girl, like from 100%. the way you sort of raised as a young woman because I have never heard any of my male friends tell me that they feel obliged to oh, do no something. Oh, no way. Guys, you never feel that. I'm like, what? I always feel like I have to do things. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, fully. I was yeah. like, I, I think it was like three years ago and I was like about to step into a bath and I got a call from my friend and she was like, my car's not working. Like, can you come pick me up from like here? And it was like somewhere like half an hour away from my house. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay. And so I, I like got, didn't have a bath. I got in my car. Yeah. It was like nighttime and it was late and I was tired and I went and picked her up. And when I got home that night, I remember thinking... I need to learn how to say no. Totally. They're giving up baths for something. Like that's just like too that's far. Next level. That's like, the line. It was, it was just, you know, like she could have just gotten an Uber. It wasn't a big deal. But like I I was like, I can't say no. Like Would Cleopatra have gotten out of her milk baths no. to go pick up her friend from Absolutely not. In her horse and carriage. <laughs> they have those then. It's never gonna happen. She would have been like, bitch, you book an Uber. <laughs> Get one of my manslaves to carry you. <laughs> Oh, manslave would be great. Um, so, okay, moving forward though throughout your career, you guys have gotten to a position now where you've clearly worked your rings out to get where you are right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people would look at you and think, oh, it'd be easy for them now. And one oh, of the, no. Yeah. It's- one of the things that I have to explain to people is just because you get a break in the industry that you want to work in doesn't mean it suddenly becomes easy and jobs just show up. Totally. I people f- definitely yeah. have that perception yeah. yeah it's not the truth right like you I, get that break and then you almost have to start working harder totally mm-hmm. and I almost feel like the more wins we have like it equals out with the amount of losses that you have like it's like the more successful you get like the more bad stuff that happens and it's just yeah. like it all kind of like links in together so how do you guys deal with that constant race then that constant like feeling of is this going to win or is this going to fail is it going to win or is it going to fail and then keeping on moving through that strange machine that you're in I think that something that we've been doing lately is that we've had a lot of wins and we haven't even stopped to celebrate them Mm. and I think that like we just kind of became numb to everything it's like win great loss great win great loss great you know you don't (laughs) that's so true (laughs) and I think that like you know so you do I think that that was how we got to deal with the losses was just kind of like let's just keep powering through everything and now we're kind of like all right we need to stop we need to celebrate the wins. We need yeah. to really, like, you know, acknowledge the success that we have and, and you know, yeah, celebrate it. Yeah. And I think that the losses will just have to keep on flying under the radar like that. I think it does become a lot easier when yeah. you start – you've had so many no's. Like, we know now that if we're going to, like, send something out, we're going to, like, try and get a sponsor on board for something, we're going to get 10 no's before we get a yes. Yeah. And so we just kind of – spread that net as wide as we can and and like yeah I don't even think we feel it anymore I think we're just numb to those nose I think we almost expect the nose and when a yes comes in we're like woohoo celebrations yeah and it's also not like you know things aren't just like falling into our laps constantly like we're very actively like pitching and coming up with ideas and events that people can get involved in and like you know we're like always like 
putting it out there, putting it out there, putting it out there. And yeah, like Steph said, like we'll put 10 things out there and like one will come back with a yes. And that's what you see on Instagram. And like, that's what you see like eventuating in our lives. So like people look at that and be like, oh, awesome. Like that's so cool. It's like, yeah, it is so cool. But like that. It like, took me like 10 losses to get that yeah, bitch. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and I think that's so important. And that's like, that just goes along with, you know, what everyone's talking about. Like, you know, the highlight reel. Yeah, um, which is totally. like we just all need to remember. Like everyone's just showing the highlight reel. Like, why would we talk about all the shit stuff that happened to us if we could tell you a really inspiring story today? <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Actually, I kind of like that. Like, what's the point in being a Debbie Downer? Although sometimes we learn from those down moments, I guess. But yeah, I, it's so funny. Like, I was just having this like strange me too moment, and I'm sure you. Uh, having the same moment as me is I don't know I've found in the past if I've celebrated too much and gotten way too overexcited then when it hasn't worked out the way I've wanted to I've had this like crazy expectation it's just been completely let down so it's like it's not like you don't feel joy you don't feel like excitement in the moment it's like I don't know you guys probably explain it better but if you have that moment where you have a win it's like you go Yay. Yeah. Oh, I think and you, you have can like a celebrate, little... but keep it in perspective. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. A that's thing. a great way of putting it. Totally. Yeah. Like we had a lot of wins in the beginning that we were just like over the moon about, like thought, you know, and that, like you said, you think there's this like big break moment and yeah. we kept thinking that and we would get so excited. Yeah. And there was actually a song that kept playing in these moments. It was oh Ellie Goulding. What's that song? Uh, it was, um, and then yeah. I'm terrible. Yeah, but you know that one. What's it called? Burn. You got to let it burn. That one. Oh yeah. Okay. And it was like we every time the song came up, up, like it would come up before a meeting or whatever, and we would be like, "It's a song." This is (laughs) it. You know, like that was like it, and we were like put everything on those moments, and then they would fall through, and we would just be they would fall through every time that song. That song never came through for us. It was our sign that something was not about to work out. We just didn't know it. It was a sign that Ellie Goulding was charting at that moment. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. It was more about her success than yours. <laughs> exactly. We're like, no, we'll take it. Yeah. We'll take whatever we can. Yeah, but so I think that, yes, you're right. We used to put a lot more on those wins and, like, think that they were just absolutely it. And now we're trying to stop and celebrate them still, but it, yeah. you do you put it into perspective a little bit more because yeah. otherwise you just – keep falling in this heap and you keep having to try and lift yourself out of it yeah. and it's tough. It well, means you can have less showers um, crying on the floor. Totally. Like, totally. Yeah, Let's yeah. You just, it like, just... have to, like, dull it all down a yeah, little bit. Yeah, taking out that, um, taking the sting out of it by taking the emotion out of it sometimes. But I think when a lot of stuff does happen, yeah, it, it, it is important to remember that you do have to celebrate it because it can be mm. can be hard to like stop and realize like wow this is what I was working towards and yeah. you know like if you're always working towards the next thing you never feel satisfied so just True. enjoying the journey as well yeah. yeah you're right like as women like I feel like running a business but probably in most industries like we always want more 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 you know you're always looking to the next so thing true. like eg yeah. we just landed djs high five did you? David yeah. Jones, which I'm very excited Yay. about. But at the same time, like, haven't celebrated and we're like, okay, what's next? What department's what's next? Are we going to go to the US? What yeah. are we going to do? Yeah. And if we would have known, like, three years ago when we were dancing around at New York Fashion Week that we would have been in David Jones right now, you know, we would have been so over the moon about that. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. So we, I think, yeah, that's That's important. fantastic. Keep got to go out and celebrate. Yeah, exactly. Like, think about, like, three years ago, me. Would they be excited? Yes. So you're supposed to be excited. Yeah. <laughs> I think you keep setting this new bar for yourself and you keep comparing yourself to, like, 
who you're around and that kind of like brings you down a little bit and yeah. I think you've got to stop comparing yourself and just think about you and yeah, yeah I think right. maybe right. compared to your, maybe we can compare ourselves to like our previous, previous us. Totally. Like I feel like that's more constructive, you yeah, know, like sure. have I grown in the last three years? Have I achieved what I wanted to in the last three years? If the answer is yes, you know you're on the right track. That's it from Jess and Steph on this week's podcast. However, we are going to share an amazing opportunity that they have created on my socials, which is actually for women who want to get started in business. It's something that I can only hope that I can give you one day as a boss as well, but you will have to go to my social media to find out more about that. If you would like to get to know the girls better though and see their amazing work and what they are offering, you can follow them on social media. It's how to live. That's how the number two and live or their shoe brand, which is Tubes. I have a pair. They are very comfy. It's T-W-O-O-B-S, like boobs. (laughs) And they have a podcast as well called How to Live. Make sure you stay in touch with us as well on the onetogetherpodcast.com website. Otherwise, you can get us via email at onetogetherpodcast at gmail.com. We're always wanting your feedback, and we will share your comments and questions should you wish. Otherwise, if there was someone you want to get on or have your own story, that is the best way to get a hold of us. But you can also get a hold of me directly on my social media, which is Heather underscore Maltman. That's on Instagram or Heather Maltman official is the one on Facebook because clearly I'm very official. Like I should definitely be running for prime minister because I would nail it. Actually, I probably would do a lot better than the people that are there at the moment, but no judgment. Do what you can. The YouTube channel is um, just my name again. It is Heather Maltman, which you clearly have not heard enough of. And you can also make sure to like and subscribe to one of our nine platforms so that you can continue listening to our podcast each week. So just remember, One Together Podcast is the podcast reminding you that one is in fact not the loneliest number because one plus one is two, my friend. And then it multiplies from there. I know. I know. I'm a modern day Yoda. It's, It's a gift. I'll just, I'll catch you next week. See ya.